X and O. The Cubs adding some depth to the bullpen, signing veteran lefty Tyler Duffy to a minor league contract. Duffy spent the last eight years with the Twins. The Bears have signed defensive back Greg Stroman to a reserve futures deal after Stroman played the final two games of the season with the team. Novak Djokovic knocked off American Tommy Paul in four sets to advance to the Australian Open final, where the nine-time champion will face Stefan Tsitsipas. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Just past uh, five minutes afternoon, we take you until 1 o'clock. Murph and Andy at 1. Uh, Heather and Sean drive you home. KXNO drive today, 3 until 6. Off to Vegas we shall go. Circa Sports, CircaVegas.com for rooms, dining information, casino, etc. All the resort, uh, CasinoVegas.com. I'm craving little 80s, though. The Asian restaurant, it oh, is so good. I hear you. Uh, I can't hear. wait to get back. You're going to be there sooner than I am. I'll be there in March, indeed. Hello, Mike Palm. How are you? Good morning, Ken. Glad to hear you're back, Trent. Yeah, I'm glad to have Trent back as well, and, and indeed. Uh, so, Mike, um, are you, have you been able to keep, as we talked yesterday on The Hook, part of our Iowa Everywhere, the, broad, uh, the podcast that we do, uh, that the last thing anybody wants to do is see this NFC touch Eagles minus three. Have you been able to keep it under three so far? Yeah, and it's still minus two and a half Philadelphia, minus 115, which is a good sign. Because I think tonight we'll start to see more 49ers money. So the, the key thing was by, you know, get through two and a half Friday afternoon. And then with the number of people that will be here this weekend that support the 49ers because of, you know, the geographical uh, closeness of uh, that fan base, uh, as well as in northern Nevada, which goes into our number as well up at Sparks, uh, I think we'll be okay. And I think this number stays at two and a half. So what would it take? to get you guys off of three? I mean, is it a whale coming in with one big bet? Is it going to take one of those conglomerates? I mean, what would it what would it take for, and not just Circa, but any of the big properties out there to move off this two-and-a-half number? Well, if we get so heavy on Philly money that, you know, the decision gets to be more than a half a million, you have to consider going to three to get the buyback. But it's such a rough number to get cited on especially in the playoffs where you have to have a winner. You can't even have a tie result. So, you know, you got to weigh it. Is it, is, is, it are, is it better to be in a position where you're going to need one side for a large number, or is it better to get that number back closer to zero but then have the risk of being decided with a three? Hmm. Well, uh, your advice last week when it came to the Philadelphia Eagles is you, you're going to make a live bet if you're going to do anything. You wanted to watch Hertz and see how he was moving around. Was he tentative? Are they, is he chucking the ball all, all over the place? And you'll, I guess, will employ a similar strategy when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, who is doing everything in practice, but, but is he cutting? What's his lateral movement uh, abilities like? Uh, so that would be your advice if you're going to play Kansas City uh, before you do so. Make sure you've seen Mahomes running around and, and making some cuts on that ankle. Uh, frankly, either way, 
to me, either side or total that you want to play in this game, I think you have to see Mahomes. And I don't think it's just as much just scrambling and, and cutting and can he run in the center of the field, but can he plant? Can he plant and drive? Because I thought the second half, outside of the drive they made for a touchdown, they tried to really get him easy throws off to the running back, of course, a lot of Kelsey, because he couldn't really drive into the throw. And when he did miss, he missed high a couple times in the third quarter. So I want to see him step into a throw and drive into it as well, because there's really no deep threat if he can't do that. One who, uh, you look at this matchup, injury, definitely a big part of it too. One thing that I've been kind of pondering this week Last week, all the narrative was Cincinnati offensive line woes. This is going to be a disaster. Buffalo's going to get after him, even minus Von Miller. And it didn't happen. But it's not like that Cincinnati offensive line got that much better this week. I mean, it still has to be some kind of concern. It doesn't have to be some kind of thought process and what Jones and the rest of that front can do from Kansas City. I'm still, it's a lingering doubt in my mind with Cincinnati, that offensive line problems that wasn't a problem last week. Well, and they ran the ball, too. They, they ran did. the ball really effectively in Orchard Park. I think they picked up 11 first downs running the ball and really controlled the game. They got the lead. They kept their defense off the field for the most part. Um, different story with the, the Kansas City pass rush. You're right about Jones. He can wreak havoc. That's mm-hmm. going to be the thing. I mean, yeah. how often are you going to hit Joe Burrow? That's how you defend Cincinnati because he's got a lot of weapons. Tough to cover those weapons. Uh, and he's got two threats out of the backfield, too. Uh, to catch the ball. So can, can Jones get pressure on on Burrow? Can uh, Mahomes make all the throws and Andy Reid call a full game? I mean, those are the two big factors in this one to me. I, I think both games are tremendous coaching matchups, chess matchups, from Andy Reid, one of the greatest offensive minds of our generation, to Lou Anarumo, who I can't believe is not getting any interviews mm-hmm. for head coaching position. Is there a more underrated defensive coordinator mm-hmm. the last couple of years? Nope. Uh, and then in the other game, um, you know, Shanahan against the, the Gannon, the defensive coordinator for Philadelphia, I think is going to be a tremendous chess man. I just, to have four teams that are so equal in the final four, I think it's just going to be a tremendous Sunday. It is. And uh, Cincinnati, by the way, within the last half hour, has just rolled out Williams and Kappa, the two offensive linemen that were, at least there was a chance, although they hadn't practiced all week, it was official within the last half hour, they are going to be in the uh, unable to answer the bell. So let's talk about Brock Purdy. Uh, as he goes on the road, He's he's been in front of the 12s in Seattle, which is a loud environment. It was a Thursday night coming off a short week. Uh, but here's the NFC Championship game. And, Mike, uh, I'm, I'm, you've done this a long time as well. I've talked to NFL players that say there's more pressure on them this week in this game as opposed to should they get to the Super Bowl. It's this week where all the pl- pressure falls on them. Uh, Purdy seems to be unflappable so far. But I think for the first time, Mike, going up against this Philadelphia defense, he's going to be asked to do more than just manage his position, right? He's going to have to make some plays. Is he capable in your mind well i like to hit your point about the pressure because i've always said this the pressure is in the conference championship game the pressure is in the regional final yeah to make a final four same thing with the kids in high school sub-state final or the regional that's all the pressure mm-hmm. if you make it to the state tournament you make it to the final four you make it to the super bowl there's very few people that are going to say your season wasn't a success right unless you have it standards where you like volleyball with the Duke wallet or something like that now, <coughs> Purdy's played one road game. You hit on it on Thursday night in Seattle. This game in, in Las Vegas at Allegiant, there were many more 49er fans than there were Raider fans. <laughs> yeah. So he's effectively played one road game. 
I don't think you can put enough emphasis on how hostile this crowd will be in Philadelphia and this environment and, and combine this with the fact that he's going to go against the best secondary in the game. Yeah. It's asking an awful lot for a rookie to do this. Uh, he's answered all the questions so far, but I think the task ahead is just a bit tall for him. If he's got to make a lot of plays, I really think the advantage lies with Philadelphia. Championship exact, as we've been talking about them all throughout the playoffs, obviously down to a Final Four. Limited options here, but the crazy thing is, both with you guys in your futures market, how tight the number is, and for all of these different matchups, is does it make it because there isn't you know that team that kind of came out of nowhere, that upstart team? Does does it maybe take away a little bit the people that are firing here, or is there more confidence knowing you got four good teams and maybe you do get a good price? What are you seeing in the exacta market? Well, it's obviously now at this point it's too late. The exacta market is for before the playoffs start. Absolutely, or, you know, yep. even 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 you know, three weeks out in the regular season is where all your value is. And I think I led Kenny to water here. I hope he yep. drank with Cincinnati over both teams. So. He's in a position now he can lock up a winner with taking Kansas City here in this game, whether he waits to do it in-game and watch Mahomes or takes a pre-flop. I know he bet some Kansas City futures as a as a way to monetize as well already. But, I mean, that's the way you do it. You pick a winner and then a couple teams from the other side. It's worked out perfectly for you because you've covered the NFC. Now you need to get home with the Bengals. Um, but there's all the value before because these other teams, a lot of people had Buffalo in the exactus. A lot of people had San Diego in the exactus, right? And so – uh, and a few Dallas that, that all got knocked out already. So the value's gone at this point. I don't I don't advise making any future bets at this point in the mm-hmm. NFL. I'm with you. You uh, shared a prop with me that you'll be watching very closely this weekend, and that's Travis Kelsey, who caught, what, 14 balls last week. And you said, what's his number, six and a half? Kenny, the number last week was six and a half over minus 120. This week it's six and a half over minus 140. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, unless the guy gets hurt, even if Kenny's in the game, he's going to go over. Yeah. He's the safety valve there. They, you know, they don't have the speed burners uh, that they once did. And if Mahomes can't scramble, you know he's going to be looking to dump it off um, instead of taking a hit. So I thought that number would move to seven or seven and a half. It hasn't. And, they, you know, I know some people don't like to lay a dollar forty, but there's props that are a dollar eighty two dollars. So I, I got involved here at a dollar thirty eight uh, over six and a half for Kelsey. Mm, that's a good one there. Mm-hmm. Like that one, you know, player props in at this time, this deep into the season. How much value is this still out there? You talk about an individual one. There is, is the market still at a point where if you're really digging in there, you can find those numbers that that are profitable for you over the the course of even the last couple of games of the year. Yeah, you know, obviously there's an expanded prop market for the championship game, mm-hmm. but it doesn't compare to the Super Bowl. And if you're out. Out here in Vegas, and I, you know, and you get, or if you're in a state that has a bunch of different uh, independent lines that you can, I mean, there's people that make a living off the props in the Super Bowl arbitraging it because the numbers are different, the juice is different. You can lock up winners and have big middles on a lot of these things, and it, it's, uh, it's never really a great thing for the bookmaker. You know, we do it, we try to be competitive, but we don't want to be best in class. Because generally you lose every year to the prop. Uh, I've read Mike Florio's piece, ProFootballTalk.com. I don't know if he's just throwing his stuff against the wall or he's got some information that the NFL is kicking the tires on this at all. What would it do, what would it do for business if, if uh, one of the championships, let's say the AFC championship is on Sunday, it's a standalone game, and then Monday night they come back with the NFC, knowing that you know nobody's got to play the following weekend. Um, 
How do you think that would go over, Mike? Or or is champion or or why tinker with what is a pretty good day? No, I don't. I don't. Why, why would you give the advantage of the extra week of rest and prep to one team? I don't. I don't think that's very fair. One thing though, with this whole scenario with the suspended game, and, and you know, possibly if Buffalo had won, they'd be playing in Atlanta uh, at, with the with the six thirty Eastern time kick um, in, in this game. You know, I'm talking to Michael Lombardi, who is the former executive in the NFL with the Patriots and uh, the Raiders and the 49ers, and he said for years the league office has wanted to play the championship games at neutral sites. Uh, and this would have been a great experiment for them with this Atlanta thing. It didn't happen. But the, the owners are against it because of the revenue uh, to that to that home team. They haven't been able to get it through. But he said there's been a movement to make it like a Final Four where it's neutral sites once you get down to four. The environments are not even close. I yeah. would absolutely yeah. hate to take them weather out of it on and well, on and on. Well, we, we see college sports. They well, give away their best games. And now the NFL's like, how much more money does the NFL need, Mike? <laughs> well, I mean, what about the one seed? Doesn't they earn that home yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Hey, what's this weekend like? Are you guys sold out championship weekend? Yeah, we're sold out. Um, it'll be a tremendous day on Sunday, but uh, people arriving today. Um, so uh, it, it's really good. And then we have the long, next week's really a dead week. Yeah. Um, and we do try to put some casino events in there to bring people in. And then, and then of course, obviously, Super Bowl's the, you know, the, the, the big enchilada for us. So the Pro Bowl, and it's not a Pro Bowl, it's not a game anymore. They're doing a whole, they're trying to trick it up a little bit. Uh, will people come to town for that? No, no, but nobody comes for that, Kenny. They don't even sit in the sports book and watch. It. I know I would. I was here last. I, I I sat. I said I'm going to sit in the book and watch the, the Pro Bowl last year. Yeah. I mean I don't know if there were 30 people there, and I got up after the first quarter. It was just you know they were playing touch football. I said, what am I doing here? Right. <laughs> well, a big betting menu, not just with the football. Of course, huge weekend of college basketball. Got the Big 12 SEC Challenge happening this weekend. I want to jump to tonight though. It's number one mm. versus number two. Iowa goes on the road to Penn State. You guys had the first number out there, had Penn State favored by six, quickly went up to nine. Now, I grabbed that six right away. I uh, got six with Penn State. I'm thinking about maybe middling it. It's at nine right now. I got if Penn State wins by seven or eight, then I'll get that middle opportunity here. But what are you guys seeing here? A big week. You guys got the number up early. I bet that was big, too, with Iowa-Penn State wrestling tonight. Yeah, getting the number up early was good because we've seen action all week, Trent. So that's a good thing. And and two-way. Really, you know, we got some buyback there. Uh, it should be interesting. I know some people think Iowa's got a shot here, uh, and we took some, uh, you know, some some money on Iowa. So it's good. It's good. We're building this market. The college basketball, women's college basketball, and wrestling uh, are really number two now to the NFL wow. uh, in our Iowa market. A clear number two Isn't in terms something? of average handle per event, more than baseball. Jeez. Way, 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 way more than NBA. Nobody cares about not sports, here. But- <laughs> Uh, no, zero, absolutely zero. So, uh, and more than hockey. So, I mean, the, the you know, what, you know, it's all local in Iowa. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the thing. Mike, uh, we we've had this conversation when we've been visiting you in Vegas. Tell our listeners, you know, you being an Iowan, telling the people there, telling Derek and the rest of the crew, NBA, it just doesn't matter. It, how baffled they were when you said <laughs> you're going to get more for a college wrestling meet than you're going to get for an NBA game. Just how surprised people that don't know our market was by that. Well, one of our guys was out there when we were first talking to, to Wellman's, right, as mm-hmm. a sponsorship, and he he spent a few nights out there. And it was in mid midweek winter when there wasn't much going on, but 
And he goes, I can't believe they didn't even have the NBA on the TVs in the bars. Said, well, <laughs> who's your Who's your team when Michael Jordan retired? Yeah, it's that's over it. For Iowa. Yep. I mean, who's your team? The Timberwolves? I mean, who's the, there's no team in Kansas City anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, no team in St. Louis. There's no team for anybody there. The Bucks, very, very few people. So uh, it's just not, of no interest whatsoever. Indeed. All right, let's finish on football, Mike. You uh, shared this with me on, on our Hook podcast yesterday. Just the potential point spread for whoever is in the Super Bowl, as tight as tight can be. I think Philadelphia is one over Kansas City because we'll assume Mahomes will be more healthy, right? Yep. You know, it's going to be one. Philadelphia will be one point favorite over Kansas City or Cincinnati. And the Niners will probably be a one point dog to Kansas City and a pick em with Cincinnati. I, I, nobody will be favored by more than one on an opener. There's my prediction. That's uh, going to be wild. We shall see. Your strong opinion is in the NFC this weekend, correct? Yeah. I've done good, Kenny. I picked one game each weekend. We had the Giants plus three over Minnesota. We laid three and a half with the 49ers, and I'm going to lay two and a half with the Eagles this week. Uh, enjoy the weekend, Mike Palm. Should be a blast. Uh, fingers crossed we get uh, two good football games, and after that, sadly, there's only one left. Thank you, Mike. Talk okay. to you next week. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Thank you. Mike Baum, Vice President of Operations at Circa Sports. Uh, you want to check him out, uh, go to the, the website, the uh, what, CircaLasVegas.com, CircaLasVegas.com. Room rates, uh, drinking, dining info, you can see the casino. Get off the strip. If you're headed to Vegas, it's so easy. I'll just find a strip hotel, right? Mm-hmm. You'll be so glad you did. This is a, this place is a palace. It is. It's a fun experience. It's a different kind mm-hmm. of experience. Great rooms. Great rooms. And you get stadium swim, no additional cost. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay for entry. Same thing if you decide to stay at the D or stay at their at other the properties gate. at the gate. Uh, you're good there, but it is so much fun. And every single person, my neighbor is actually, he left yesterday. Yeah. And so we were. Where is he staying? He is staying on the strip. Yeah. And I said, are you going to Fremont? He goes, yep, we have a day at Fremont. And so I explained. I said, you want to do a pool? He goes, well, you know, it's going to be a little chilly out there. I said, well, they got heated pools. Right. And 90s, what, 98 90, degrees? 98 degrees all the time in the circuit pools. You're going to be good to go there. And so he talked. He's going, meeting his uh, kids live out in the Northwest. So they're going to be meeting him down there. And they're, they're excited for it and just showing him the pictures and everything of Circa. And every single person I talk to, you guys talk about it. You build it up. Mm-hmm. We don't build enough enough. I, I hear that from so many people. because it's It's so difficult to just verbalize. What the experience is like. If you're listening to us, I'm going to guess many of you like to gamble. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. you bet in a sports book, and it's cool. Sports books are fun. We, yeah. You love sports The atmosphere books. is unreal. And you go there, and it's complete. And it doesn't matter if you're sitting in a booth or if you get a chair there or if you're if up you're top. standing room only. Yes, overhang bar, just on and on and on. There are so many different ways to experience it. And just watching games and the environment, oh, it, it's, it's incredible. It's Like I said, it's so difficult to verbalize. Yep. Just do it. Please, listen to us. I, I agree. I've probably stated, you know what, I should just sometime this weekend, I should try and figure out, start at one end of the strip and all the properties I've stayed yeah. at, just get to them all, right? With 20 of them probably? I've got to think it's close to that trend. Right? And look, there's some beauties. The wind is fantastic. Um, it's a beautiful property. There's a bunch of them, but this is just different. Mm-hmm. You're away from the strip, the hustle and bustle of it. It's just so cool. Anyways. And you want to go be a little goofy on Fremont? <laughs> there's certainly you plenty of opportunities to do that. You walk out the side door and there that. it is.
Been All there. right. One more opportunity. In fact, the last opportunity this week for another $1,000 slam dunk winner on our show, which we've never had one. <laughs> KXNO.com. You can enter this nationwide contest right now. Uh, by uh, well, You'll see the pop-up box as soon as you log on to KXNO.com. Once you see, insert the word cash. The keyword is cash. KXNO.com. Cash, your chance to win $1,000. Tom Caker joins Trent and I next. We will recap last night one more time. Look ahead to Sunday. Rutgers, see if there's any football news. I know he's sick of the question. We'll ask it again. Speaking of Rutgers, yes, we still got those tickets. Oh yeah, caller number one. Yeah, uh, can you go? If you want to go, if you can go, caller number one right now five one five two eight four five nine six six. Nobody won the tickets in the Doctor Fuller contest. Everybody yesterday. went over. Everybody went over by, and, uh, by and the plenty. Rule state. Closest without, without going, going over. The other thing, and we have to emphasize this so many times, there were so many people that took the same score. Yes. So many of you. The first person that gets the number, that's their number. Uh, but nobody got the number yesterday, so caller one is getting the tickets. Getting the tickets, and how about caller two? We got Iowa Wild tickets, if you can make that. that and that's tomorrow, tomorrow night, and yes. that's a four-pack. It's a ticket giveaway Friday We're here on We're blowing Miller. everything out. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Get your podcasts. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Which home selling team? And welcome back, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. All the tickets are gone. We have given them away. Michelle will be going to the Iowa Wild game tomorrow night. Four tickets to that. Good for Michelle. Enjoy the game. And Michael will be seeing the Hawkeyes in Rutgers in what should be a banger. There's no, no such thing as a must win. End of January, but... With what lies ahead, yes. you beat them once. Mm-hmm. Get the season split. Maybe could yeah. be a tiebreaker situation. That's a fair point. A lot goes into it. Yeah, and um, oh my, my, oh my, oh my. And Rutgers can win on the road. They beat Purdue. Yes, West Lafayette. Yeah. Uh, Tom Kaker joins the program as he always does on Fridays. Hello, Tom Kaker from HawkeyeReport.com, part of on Three Media. How are you? Doing well. How are you guys? I'm doing. We're doing exceptionally well. Could have used that Peyton Sanford shot to go in. I loved the way they drew it up, Tom. I have no problem with Sanford taking that shot. Chris Murray had essentially taken the uh, final 20 minutes of the game off. Um, he just didn't have it. It wasn't his night last night. I thought they called it and drew it up for the right guy, and he had a good look, and it didn't fall. Yeah, it was a, a beautiful play. Um, well executed. I thought the pass might be just a little bit too low. But, um, you know, Peyton still had a wide-open look. And uh, um, that's a kid who's been, you know, previous, what, four or five games, been shooting 50% from three. You you want him to take that shot, and he's the the ideal guy. And, and frankly, I like going for the win there. Yes, I do too. I just don't think you want to play another five minutes with, uh, you, you know, you've ridden Chris and, Rabracha and those guys against Michigan State uh, for uh, heavy minutes already, and 
you just want to take your shot. You know, if you, you know, it's sort of like going for two at the end of a game and uh, to to get the win. And you just you do it. And if you make it, you look like a genius. And if you miss it, then it sucks. And so it sucks today for Iowa. Definitely does. That was a winnable game. That was one that I don't know if it'll be the difference between getting in, getting out, going to Dayton, or being in the main bracket, but it's lingering. It's sitting there, and it very well could be the difference for them. Yet, this team went out, they defended. After that atrocious second half against the Buckeyes, Mm -hmm. they went out, and they were playing their asses off on the defensive end. And outside of a stretch there in the first half, they defended incredibly well. Is this something, though, that can linger? I mean, is this just... Hey, we got their attention, and we're going to revert back to some of the defensive tendencies we've seen in the past. Or is this something you believe will continue defensively for Iowa? I think, for the most part, it's going to continue. I think there'll probably be some times where they just play poor defensively, and they're going to have to score ninety points to win a game. Uh, but I, I was encouraged by their effort and. Uh, by by their uh, desire to play defense. Now it helps. I just don't think Michigan State is all that great this mm-hmm. year offensively. Um, they've got some decent players, but um, I just I don't I don't think this is a especially interior wise. Um, I just I don't think this is a great Michigan State team. And by the way. Uh, do they, do they call uh, moving screens at all in Ten anymore? <laughs> they did last night. We know that. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I'm like the 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 one on uh, where where Chris got knocked to the ground, <laughs> and Hauser hit a three, a wide open three, right after that. Correct. It was and, a- and Joey Hauser nails a, a wide open yep. three, and then the other one where he hip checks. I thought it was a, like a, a Jets game. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you know, good. I yes, got the hip check in there, and and. Knock Peyton Sanford to the ground. Yeah. Unbelievable. No, it was physical. No doubt. Uh, no, no question about that. So um, I, I thought Ulis was way more aggressive than we've seen. I, I thought he was good to see uh, last night. Played well. Um, led led the team in scoring. What uh, what got into him last night offensively? Do you think, Tom? I think he's been pretty charged up the last couple games. Um, I thought you saw some of that aggressive play. At Ohio State as well uh, over the weekend. Yeah, because he had uh, what uh, double digits in that game. I know that. Yeah, yeah. I think he had a, eleven or twelve points yep. on Saturday, um, and then a career high last night. So I, I think he's starting to become more aggressive. He's going to have to cut down on the turnovers. Yes. I think he had six last night, um, and, and that's mm. that's really the only downside. But uh, I, I like that he's been more aggressive, and he had to because you know Chris was. I just had an off night last yep. night, and uh, um, I thought they they rode Rabracha about as much as they could. Um, they started doing some different things defensively when um, after he was, and I, I think they just stopped playing Jackson Kohler because because we're just killing him every time he came down the court. It uh, is a matchup now against Rutgers. We talked about the importance of this game. Beat him. Played well in that one. Got the win on the road, but. This Rutgers team, a lot of people believe they're the second-best team in this conference. What's it going to take to get it done again? That was the first of back-to-back Peyton Sanford games. I'm going to guess he's going to be a, a big part of the scouting report for the Scarlet Knights. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be this, – this next week is really um, – you don't want to say make or break, but it, it's hugely important because you can pick up you know, a couple quad ones 
winds uh, here in the next uh, week or so with Rutgers. Um, Northwestern's playing really well. That's going to be a big mm-hmm. game. And then you got Illinois on a Saturday. So this is a big, uh, really big stretch for Iowa. And, um, and they're all at home. So if you can pick up three wins at home, you're kind of back on track. Um, you know, I was looking at Ken Palm last night and they had him, he has him winning, uh, um, seven of the remaining nine, I think. I think there's nine games left, something like that. Uh, you know, if they can get to 11 and nine or whatever that is in the league, I, that would be a huge, um, I think it's, I think they had seven and four maybe and get to 11 and nine. I think that, that clinches you into an NCAA bid and, uh, keeps you out of Dayton and all those sorts of things. And potentially uh, with the parity that there is other than Purdue, maybe uh, in the conversation for one of those double buys once they uh, get to the yeah, tournament. Absolutely. Uh, which, which would be great. I thought that uh, we might see the return of Patrick McCaffrey last night. Uh, game time decision, obviously. He didn't play. What do you think the likelihood that uh, he gets back in uh, Sunday against Rutgers? Any, any um, information there, Tom? I kind of think they've been waiting to get back home now uh, to get him back out there. That's just my gut feeling uh, is they're just, I don't think they want to put him out there on the road and kind of face a, a hostile atmosphere and, uh, you know, face some people who probably don't care about his mental health. So um, that's kind of my feeling is maybe we'll see him Sunday. If not Sunday, then we're going to probably see him on uh on Tuesday against uh, against uh, Northwestern. Domino number one has fallen on the football side of things. Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots. Dot, dot, dot. What can you tell us, Tom Kakert? Hmm. Well, uh, it looks like they've they've already hired a, yeah. or are going to hire an offensive line coach there, and it's not Brian Ferris. So the Oregon O-line coach looks like he's headed that direction. So I... I, you know, I, I think that's, that was one possibility just because I know Bill O'Brien's tried to hire him before and, you know, there's familiarity there, but I just kind of think they're, New England's moving in a direction that does not include Brian Ferentz. And, uh, I think I was, unless something changes, I was going to have Brian Ferentz back as, uh, the offensive coordinator. Do you think the? Uh, I mean, I have to believe. I'll get your take that the, that the lawsuit's going to play a yeah. part in any decision uh, with regard to the NFL, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's what's preventing uh, movement, mm-hmm. um, any consideration of movement, really, because that lawsuit just you know it's. We saw what it did. Um, Chris Doyle in Jacksonville, the, yeah, with Chris Doyle, yeah, um, and it wasn't even really the lawsuit, but. The accusations, right, right. But, you know, some of those same accusations are levied towards Brian Ferentz, and you don't think it's NFL team. Do you think an NFL team really wants nope. to deal with that? Nope. I don't. I don't. I don't either. No. No, not at all. So you have that component hanging out. So what's going to be different? Not, not for not. I shouldn't say they don't want to deal with it. Not for an offensive line coach. Yeah. Good point. There's certain coaches, certain people that. Maybe you do. Not a guy that ran the 130th ranked offense and in six years. Average <laughs> offensive ranking, 102nd in the country. And here he is getting ready for yeah. year number seven. Tom, uh, with all that happening, 
Iowa has got a couple of guys coming to campus this weekend. Linebacker from Virginia, offensive lineman from Miami of Ohio. What can you tell us on the recruiting front and what your guys at the Iowa Swarm are working to get those guys on campus? Yeah, um, they're, they've been uh, pretty busy trying to get a couple guys in here. Uh, but both the guys, that they, the, the uh, portal guys, are guys that are going to have to graduate in May, so they're going back to mm-hmm. their school. They wouldn't be able to join Iowa until um, after uh, after graduation in May. Uh, but one of them, the best player of the, the two, is Nick Jackson, a, a three-time all-ACC level linebacker at uh, University of Virginia. And uh, he would be a fantastic get for Iowa if they can get him. But it's Bob Homa uh, right in that mix, too. So um, I think they're hoping to uh, – they had a relationship with him before. Uh, so I think they're, they're hoping maybe that will uh, help enhance their possibilities. And then um, uh, Rusty Feth, who is a offensive lineman, interior, so guard center kind of player from – uh, Miami of Ohio, so he was recruited by George Barnett, so there's some familiarity there. I, I think they're very hopeful that potentially they can land him this weekend uh, just based on that uh, prior relationship. Also, there's a Grant Lepper, who is a, um, a prospect out of Indiana, who's a 2023 player. They're gonna, they've offered him a gray shirt at this point, um, so he could potentially go on scholarship second semester next year. Um, and uh, so he's going to visit this weekend. He's also going to see Wake Forest. So uh, a little bit going on uh, as we ramp up here towards the, the very end of uh, this uh, recruiting cycle. Uh, you know, it's funny. It, you, your body clock kind of thinks, wow, this is a big time of year. Cause it used to be. the first Wednesday in <laughs> yeah. February of yeah. year, but it's not anymore. It doesn't matter. No, it would be, will be a big me, uh, will be a big day potentially, uh, for, for the media and for the Hawkeye fan base because that much anticipated, uh, opportunity to, to coach, to, to talk to Coach Ferentz, you would assume is going to happen on Wednesday, right? Have you been alerted that there will be a media availability to discuss, well, what, uh, I guess on the surface would be called the signing day, but it certainly dovetailed very quickly out of that, I'm assuming. Yeah, we have not, um, and, um, you know, I, I know a lot of us had heard that maybe he might be doing something a couple of weeks ago to kind of um, kind of wrap up the season, which he's done traditionally, and he's kind of held off on that. So uh, I would anticipate that maybe we'll see him Wednesday, which would be interesting to uh, yeah. find out what uh, what Kirk has to say. Indeed, it will. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport dot com, part of On Three Media. Is that special still going on, Tom, for new signups? Yeah, the, the sign-up deal is still going on uh, for us at On3. So, um, yeah, you can you can still sign up and and uh, and join us over there for just a dollar. Not not a dollar a month, just a dollar. <laughs> a dollar, one dollar. One dollar gets you, gets you in. Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com, part of On3 Media. Tom, thank you. Talk to you a week from today. Appreciate it as always, Tom. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you, Tom Kakert, as we take a look inside the Hawks. So, I guess we're going to hear from Coach Ferentz on uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, Trent, the more I, th- I thought about it over the last little while, the, the fact that that uh, lawsuit is still lingering out there, no mm-hmm. NFL team wants to have to deal no. with those questions, especially after what happened with Jacksonville. Yeah, we remember the duel. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. It was terrible for them. Uh, we'll take a timeout. Our final one, uh, we come back. Our picks. Two. <sighs> Just two. Are we on the same side?
We were complete opposite last week. And how did you do last three week? Three and one. So that means I went one and three. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, Miller and Condon, 1245. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. KXNO. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. They're an official sports betting partner of the NFL. As we count down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. And if you're not a new customer, you can still feel the conference championship thrills with the stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KXNO. New customers can bet $5 on conference championships, get 200 in free bets instantly, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KXNO. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only. Bonus issued as free bets, one boost per eligible game. Opt-in required, 10-plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Deposit, parlay, and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. If you have a gambling problem, call one 8 Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Football Friday picks from Miller and Condon on KXNO. Brought to you by Circus Sports. Sports betting the way it should be with Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon. Final couple of minutes here on a Football Friday. Penultimate Football Friday. Nothing next week. Pro no football. Nah, nothing next week. No football tomorrow for the first Saturday since, boy, oh boy, last week in Oh, August. there's football. There's an all-star game, NFL, or a college all-star game. I'm out. Five o'clock. I'm out watching no. hoops. Watching hoops. Yeah. All right, what are you going to do, Trent Condon? You are the, uh, you are the winner of the Miller & Condon 2022-2023 football contest. You snuck by me. <laughs> I'm only up 18 games right now in the win column. Uh, what are you going to do this week? Who are you playing? All right, let's kick things off. Game one for me. My best bet will be the NFC game, which will be the first game. So we start with the late afternoon game, and it is... I look at it a couple of ways. I mentioned that Cincinnati offensive line a couple of times this week. They held up. Mm-hmm. They held up again. That's lingering. Chris Jones says no. Kansas City has been a profitable team if you've been betting against them this year. They win. They don't cover. Well, here, for all intents and purposes, you don't have to worry about covering. The number's one and a half. Right. Now, yes, if they win by one, they won't cover. But I have an opportunity with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs at home with motivation, with payback, with all these things, and I only have to lay a point and a half. I have to do it. Mm-hmm. I just, I have to make the play. And I will. Kansas City. Minus one and a half, pick number one. Pick number two, it's my best bet of the week. I've been on it all week long, and I am not changing. Give me the 49ers Ooh. and the two and a half. Rosters are similar. Except for quarterback. Road environment, I get it. I just like the 49ers' talent a tick better across the board outside of quarterback. Yeah. I'm going to grab the two and a half. I think it's a great number. I see why they haven't budged. 
I'll grab the points. Give me the 49ers plus the two and a half, my best bet of the week. All right, Trent Condon, I am on your side in the AFC game. I think Kansas City, it's Mahomes. They've lost three straight to the Bengals. This guy's just, he's not human. I'm talking about 15. (laughs) Some of the stuff that he does is remarkable. It truly is. We're watching greatness, folks. We are uh, lucky, unless you're a fan of the Raiders, Chargers, or Broncos, to watch this guy every week. He's incredible. Uh, Joe Burrow's my favorite quarterback in the league, bar none. Uh, But Patrick Mahomes is just special. My best bet of the week is Travis Kelsey over six and a half catches. If you can find that prop out there, as Mike Palm did, uh, jump on it. Take the elastic band off the bankroll for that one. Six and a half, please. He'll do that in the first half for crying out loud. In the uh, early game of the day, I think it comes down to the quarterback. This is going to be a week, in my opinion, that Brock Purdy's going to have to maybe not win the game, but do more than he's been asked. And he's been great, folks. I'm not killing Brock Purdy. I love the story. I love the story. Him and Kittle have been magical. Jalen Hurst, just a better player. Equal rosters. Agree with Trent. Uh, Brock Purdy's going to have to throw into that secondary. I hope him and Kittle do a lot of damage. I'm not sure it's going to be enough. I'm going to take the Eagles, lay the two and a half. Enjoy the championship games. Mm-hmm. Pretty good chance we'll talk about them 11 to 1 at some point on Monday. Uh, thank you for being with us all week long. We certainly appreciate you listening to this radio program. There's another local programming coming up in five minutes. That's Murph and Andy. KXNO Drive takes you home from 3 until 6. We're Miller and Condon. You can hear Trent and I weekdays from 11 to 1 on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KX.